Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Feisty, fearless, and fair. Telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, lots of big breaking news on the migrant front, something we have been covering extensively. Just coming out a little bit ago that the federal government is expanding protected temporary status eligibility to get this 400,000 Venezuelan migrants These are individuals seeking asylum who are in the country illegally. And now the U.S. government is saying that they will essentially give them protected status so they can stay as if they have been shipping people out. Is there anybody who knows anybody who was shipped out in the last whatever, you know, 30, 30 plus months under President Biden? I don't know of a single person. But now they have actually made it even easier for those who have come to the country illegally to stay here and get, quote, temporary protected status. So the Biden administration, again, just a little bit ago, announcing that they will grant temporary protected status to Venezuelan asylum seekers and migrants. The move was also confirmed just a little bit ago from New York Governor Kathy Hochul. This also comes, by the way, because what we have seen in the last few weeks and actually last few hours have been thousands upon thousands upon thousands of Venezuelan migrants on the so-called migrant train that was coming from Venezuela up north to to all the way through Mexico And just got into Texas. They are now in Eagle Pass, Texas. And that is a big, 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 big deal. So what do you make of this? This seems to be just a continuation of making the process so much easier for those seeking to be in this country illegally. And it also comes, as there is word, that what they will basically do is expedite Working permits for these individuals, what they're going to do is authorize not just the 180 days, which sometimes they make them do until they're eligible to work. Now they're going to say, hey, in 30 days, you can work. So they're going to make it easier for them to be accepted, to get temporary protected status, cannot be deported as if, again, anybody is. And they will also hasten the process so they will be able to get work permits and be able to do it much, much quicker. This comes as there have been massive protests all over New York City. And somehow President Biden, who just drove by here a few hours ago, somehow on his way to the U.N., he can't find the way to make it over to the Roosevelt Hotel. 
which is the temporary asylum location, the processing center. For some reason, it's just too difficult for him to go over there. But boy, at the sweep of a pen, he is now making 400,000 Venezuelans. This comes as there is that train that I mentioned that's now under the bridge in Eagle Pass. Remember what we saw like two years ago where we saw thousands upon thousands of Haitian migrants under the Del Rio Bridge? Well, at that time when that happened, that was like it looked like a third world country. And guess what? That's what it looks like today again. We haven't seen it since then, but now it is back in full force. And there are thousands upon thousands of them right there in Eagle Pass. It looks like, again, reminiscent of what we saw. Remember with those Haitians under the Del Rio Bridge where they finally set up tents and it looked like a shanty town. Suddenly about 4,000 of them made it on the migrant bus train, I should say, because it was a train and they were waving along the way. And now they are in Eagle Pass, Texas. So this is a really, really big deal and I'm trying to wonder tonight, is there anything else could, that this president could do to put our country in danger? You just had a huge influx of illegal migrants coming into the border from Venezuela on this, quote, freedom train, migrant train, whatever you want to call it. And he suddenly waves a pen and says, we're going to make it a lot easier when you come to this country. We're going to give you expedited work status. So he has just given a green light to every single other train that could be coming at any moment. This is the definition of insanity. So here tonight, first off, here's a little bit of the sights and sounds of the migrants crossing the border into Texas, saying in Spanish. Hola, ¿de dónde son? De donde son? Venezuela. I am, where are you from? Venezuela. Gracias por todo. Libertad en América. Gracias, gracias for hotel. Gracias, gracias for comida libre, free food. Gracias, gracias por teléfono, telephone. Gracias, gracias por todo. Y lo siento sobre sus americanos. That means thank you for everything, and I'm so sorry, fellow Americans. Better luck. Basically, next time. Buena suerte. You know, this is scary, scary stuff. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Phil, line four. Phil, your thoughts about all of this. Rita, I, I, I said this over almost a year ago, that they're going to be coming up here by train, plane, any which way they could, by walking. There's no sense to this baloney that they walked 400, 500 miles through Mexico and didn't get get a rock over the head. Uh, this thing now with this protective status, it's in violation of about 17 regulations that are required in the U.S. Department of Immigration and Customs. The thing is that he cannot do this by an executive order. It has to be put before the House and the Senate for approval because these people have no lawful right here as they ha- these people don't have any evidence that that would per- you know permit them to come in on the basis of seeking asylum these people are simply being brought here in other words they're not not refugees there's no war going on there's no death death thing like 
you know, with Salman Rushdie hanging over their head. These people are totally illegal. The, the Biden administration has violated 17 key provisions of the, of the national immigration laws of the United States. So who's let me let me ask you, Phil, because I I agree with you. Who's going to fight it? The the House of Rep has the House of Representatives has to get on this immediately because this has to be done through legislation. You cannot take persons who are not intrinsic national national people, citizens of the United States, them with all the privileges over and above what a citizen would be entitled to or equal to a citizen is entitled to. You know, I agree. Um, I don't know if you even heard this, Phil, and I'm sorry to sort of salt the wound tonight, uh, but there is word that they are scaling back 75% cuts. Get this. I, I mean, this is, I actually, I rarely think that a president is working against the United States, but that's how I feel tonight. I feel on so many levels between Iran uh, between obviously the way Afghanistan was handled and now obviously with everything that's happening with the border. Um, this new news coming out tonight, Phil, that 75% cut to the NYPD counterterrorism unit is in the works. There's a report out there in the publication Gothamist, and they're usually pretty correct. They're a pretty credible organization. And they're talking about but you know budget cuts all the way around, including at the counterterrorism unit. I mean, that would be the last place I would cut. Phil, this is this is really um, frightening. Your thoughts, because that is really putting America in danger. You have a, you have New York City and they're talking about doing a 75 percent cut in the counterterrorism unit. Also, overtime for cops is also included fire department. Uh, I mean, this is this is really I feel like we're living in an alternate universe. Your thoughts, Phil? Well, it's very simple. My my basic premise, look, I'm a military guy. I served honorably in the United States Armed Forces. What they are doing is the vast number of people coming in, almost 40% of them are young, able-bodied men of between the ages of 16 and 30-something. These They're bringing in a soft army. These people are being brought in. The government under Biden has betrayed the citizens of the United States. They are importing a soft army of supporters that are going to, you think Antifa was bad? You think BLM was bad? Wait until these loyalists to the Biden administration, these these illegals, start walking through the streets with two by fours and knives in their pocket, telling you what to do. This is a soft army. They must be stopped now. Yeah, and but you know the problem is, Phil? Um, and listen, I do think that there are a lot of good people that are coming across the border. I don't begrudge, by the way, people for coming into the United States. I've said this many times. You know, it's a great country. You just got to do it legally. And the fact that we are facilitating illegal behavior is what's really troubling to me. It's bad enough, obviously, that people are breaking the law. But, you know, as you point out so aptly, uh, just because it's an impoverished country, which Venezuela is, it's not a happy place, but that doesn't justify asylum. Asylum means you have to be in a protected sort of special class and be experiencing persecution. So, I mean, you're right. Uh, these people do not technically qualify. Maybe some of them do, but probably 95% do not. And yet we're now giving them a blanket reason to work. We're giving another invitation for them to come. 
And just like you said, we don't know their backgrounds. We don't know how many are gang members. There are reports that they're letting out people out of prison. Uh, if I'm one of those countries, I'd let them out and say, hey, yeah, you want to go to uh, America so they can deal with you? Great. You know, I'd pay them to do that. I'd pay them to go get out of our country, you know, and then sadly come to this country. I mean, that is really, really, it's scary. Phil, you really hit some really, really powerful points. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, let's go to Ted, line seven. Ted, your reaction to this big news tonight. Thank you very much. God bless you. It's a definition of corrupt. Also, New Yorkers and Californians are still going to vote Democrat. The next election is critical for our country. Thank you very much. God bless you. Thank Thank you. you, Ted. And by the way, you are absolutely correct. The next election is key. By the way, people in New York, uh, every city council seat is up for grabs in a matter of weeks. There are 51 seats. And think when you go to the voting booth, who is going to keep you safe? Who cares about the border? Who cares about protecting your home, your business? Uh, because I don't think we can take much more of this. So you better pick somebody who's going to turn this around as opposed to continuing this path of what looks like just utter, utter, utter destruction. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And we'll continue with your calls, everybody, after the break. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And again, if you're just tuning in, President Biden making a dramatic step to make it a lot easier for illegal migrants to come to the United States. He is just given another neon light just a little bit ago announcing that he will grant temporary protected status to Venezuelan asylum seekers and migrants. Uh, That includes about 400,000 of them, and many more are coming. A huge amount of the migrants that are crossing the border uh, with the old wide-open border are from Venezuela. And what this means is that Venezuelans granted that status will not have to wait 180 days before becoming eligible to work. Federal work authorization requirements, they're seen by city and state officials as one of the big reasons uh, that New York is having to shelter and house these people. They're saying, gosh, if we could get them to work, uh, well, then that we can take them off our payroll. But they're not talking about something that Nicole Maliotakis, the congresswoman from New York, was talking to me about. She was saying that if they can somehow get this expedited work permit status, they may actually qualify as non-citizens, but essentially legal non-citizens. Does that make sense? And if that's the case, that means they may be able to vote in municipal elections. And guess what's coming up in a few weeks in New York? As I just mentioned, 51 city council seats. And then, guess what, you know, 
coming up. Then after that, potentially a mayor's race. That's not this year. But still, the city council is right around the corner. Doesn't that sound really interesting? Maybe suddenly all these people could qualify to technically vote. That is what Nicole Maliotakis has said. And if that is true, they have essentially just bought the vote of 400,000 Venezuelans with one stroke of the brush. That is really frightening. By the way, also, Governor Kathy Hochul just coming in with a statement a few seconds ago and reacting to this news. She met with President Biden last night. He didn't meet with Eric Adams. He didn't seem to want to find the time because Eric Adams, to his credit, has at least been raising the uh, alarm bells about the problems and talking about the border problems. Kathy Hochul doesn't seem to want to talk about that. But she did meet with him last night with President Biden in New York. And he said, she says, quote, after this meeting, after my productive conversation with President Biden, I'm grateful the federal government has acted so speedily to grant one of our top priorities, providing temporary protective status to Venezuelan asylum seekers and migrants who've already arrived in this country. She further says this is the governor of New York. There's much more work to do as we address the crisis. But the state of New York is prepared to immediately begin the process of signing up people for work authorization and getting them into jobs so they can become self-sufficient. All right. So first off, I am all for people being self-sufficient. One thousand percent. I think actually people getting jobs and getting off the payroll and in this case, taxpayer payroll. I think is a great thing. But to suddenly say to these migrants, you are now allowed to go to the front of the line, basically, potentially even for jobs. We're probably getting there's been these job placement things that are going on also for migrants. Where about where are the homeless veterans? Do they have job placement for the homeless veterans? Do they have free hotel rooms for the homeless veterans? Do they have free health care for them? Uh, This, to me, is also just giving even more incentive for them to cross the border illegally. And that's where I am deeply, deeply concerned. This, to me, is the wrong move at the wrong time. They should say, seal the border, Mr. President, and do not expedite status for anybody. Don't give them an incentive to go and tell their friends and relatives, hey, come to New York, because guess what? Remember all the free things I told you about? Now they're going to let us work. We're in for good. We're going to we're just going to blend right in. No problem whatsoever. This to me is shameful and it has put our country in utter danger. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Jacqueline, line seven. Jacqueline, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. You know, first of all, I don't understand how they're able to get away with this. Um, at a local level, there's always all of these referendums that we have to vote on, whether or not we want certain things like term limits, etc. So I don't understand constitutionally starting at the, the local level and then the state level and going all the way up to the federal level, how they are able to unilaterally get away with this. Um, but what I, what I had originally called about, uh, since the United Nations has tents set up all over the area there, uh, instead of housing all of these illegal immigrants in Staten Island and eventually at Floyd Bennett Field in Brooklyn, why don't they put them in the tents surrounding the United Nations, since these people are coming from the nations all over the world and they represent the United Nations? You know, that's a great point. 
They should put them in their embassies or bring them. Why don't they bring them? You know, when the president of Venezuela goes on a meeting, hey, here's the uh, 400,000 migrants that you brought into our country. Can they join you for that meeting at the U.N.? That would be a nice way to say maybe this is a problem. I agree. Uh, The hypocrisy is so right. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, a really powerful story um, of Atlanta. And you often hear of just the hard work that our Atlanta police do every single day. And here's a story coming from Georgia of a police officer there who smashed a window to save a man trapped inside in waist-deep water. This happened amid a heavy downpour and flash flooding that took place. And two locals emerged as heroes who rescued a trapped driver. An Atlanta police officer named Rayondo Bryan and Atlanta Fire Department Captain Terrence Simon are being hailed as heroes for this courageous act. Officer Brian was called to the scene and he used his police baton to break a car's window while Simon pulled a man out. It happened when they saw that a Chevy Malibu was sinking. The water was so deep that it lifted the sedan off the ground and it made it impossible to simply open the door and the man was trapped inside. Also, another woman riding in the driver's vehicle managed to get out before the water got too high, uh, but they were not able at first to get the guy out. So again, one officer used his baton, the other helped, and together they were able to pull him out to safety before water overcame in the vehicle. Commenting on the trapped driver, Officer Simon said he was just worn out and he was overwhelmed. He said we were getting to be overwhelmed as well because we had been out there for a few minutes and we had water that was well over four and a half feet. And both of them are now being given commendations for their heroism and certainly for saving that man's life. By the way, speaking of great work saving our heroes I want to give a big shout out to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, which does so much to help America's heroes. Please join me for my walk run. It is going to happen this Sunday. And all of us here at the Red Apple Audio Network are encouraging all of you to donate whatever you can. Five bucks, ten bucks, a hundred dollars or more. All of it goes to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. And they do so, so much to be able to give back and inspire our heroes and their families. So go to walk.ritacosbyonline.com, walk.ritacosbyonline, click on my picture, and all you have to do is donate. Please help me raise the most money here at the station for the amazing Tunnel to Towers Foundation Walk Run. Let's never forget 
those that help America's Heroes and Tunnel to Towers Foundation is top of the list. They do so much good. Now let's do some great things to help them and their incredible mission. Go to walk.ritacosbyonline.com and click on my picture if you could today and do whatever you can and spread the word with friends too because we want this walk run to be an enormous success. Well, again, we are just getting word uh, that at least 400,000-plus Venezuelans are uh, doing the rumba tonight. I'm not sure what they dance in Venezuela, but they're having a good time, that's for sure. Uh, Last time I was in Venezuela, the crime is pretty bad. I remember it was like, Doc, Doc, Caracas was not like, uh, you know, well, actually, I should say, maybe, maybe it is like New York. It's pretty bad. I was about to say, it's not like New York City. No, maybe it's better. You know, these days. But still, they might be like coming to New York City going, oh, my God, this is worse than Caracas. Let's go back. Right. But regardless, they have now been given by President Biden an opportunity to get work permits, basically meaning that they are given temporary protected status and are allowed to stay, will not be deported, at least temporarily, which means never, according to the Biden administration. And also, What it means is that they have to just now wait about 30 days to be able to work. Many of them, by the way, there are a lot of stories out today that many of them are already getting jobs in New York City. They're already getting jobs as like food delivery people, um, you know, uh, some of the other transportation drivers. There's a whole bunch of these things. And this is coming as there have been just some really heated protests that took place. Uh, one in Staten Island last night, another one tonight, actually, I think at the same location at that senior center, 10 people were arrested when uh, they basically surrounded this bus in Staten Island. A lot of them were grandmothers. You don't want to get a grandma mad. And they were like, forget it. We do not want these individuals here. Uh, we do not want it's called the Island Shores Assisted Living Facility for Seniors. Uh, that is no longer for seniors. Uh, It basically, they moved them out, and they're moving the migrants in. And they surrounded a bus last night. The police were very upset that they were blocking a bus, and they ended up charging a whole bunch of them with disorderly conduct. They said, you know, that's enough. Um, But the protests are going to continue, and they were having another one tonight. And they are angry. They don't want this in their community, most of them single adult men. You know, would you want a whole bunch of single adult men who haven't been vetted And now, guess what? Now they're going to be able to work. So, uh, you know, you're going to order room service or food service. Oh, you know, um, uh, what is your name? Oh, I see it says MS-13 on your arm. What does that mean? You know, I mean, what could go wrong here, guys? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Claudia in Los Angeles. Claudia, your thoughts? or perhaps you're overlooking what it says on the Statue of Liberty. And although I'm driving, I pulled it up, and it says, give me your tired, your huddled masses yearning to be free, the wretched refuse of your teeming shore. And so we can't assume collectively that all of these people are criminals, and the fact that they're given work permits is that they're going to be working. They're not only going to be just staying here and just being given money. So why do you feel, why are you overlooking what it says on the Statue of Liberty, which is in, I believe you're in New York City yourself, 
why are you overlooking that? Well, uh, first off, um, first off, and you're right, that is what the Statue of Liberty says. Uh, but also the rules for asylum, the law is that, yes, we are a welcoming country. There is no question about it. And we should be. I think we're a melting pot. That's who we are um, as a country. By the way, I'm a first-generation American. Uh, maybe you don't even realize that my parents came through New York Harbor and they saw Statue of Liberty and it represented freedom. So they probably read the words that you were just talking about. So we know it all too well. But they also waited six years to become legal citizens. And what I am concerned about, Claudia, is that we're not vetting these people. I'm not saying they're all criminals, but the fact even if, say, you know, 0.01% of them are criminals. That's putting it mildly. I bet it's a lot higher, but I'll, I'll give you, I'll, I'll make it generous. 0.01. That still means there are so many potential criminals in this country. They've had more people arrested on the terrorist watch list than they've ever had in American history in a single year. And it has all gone up in right since President Biden took office. And I'm worried about a potential other 9-11, not far from the Statue of Liberty, is where the Twin Towers used to stand. And I would like to see the Freedom Tower and the rest of New York City standing. You know, I really worry about what's potentially going to happen and how dangerous it is. We just got to vet them. And if, by the way, if they qualify for asylum and they have no criminal history and no problems, then I actually think if they fit the legal profile of coming to this country legally, they're vetted, uh, they're fleeing persecution, or there's particular uh, political hardships, these are some of the qualities to give them expedited status, or if they have to wait till the back of the line because of they're not you know right on uh, in, a, in a dire crisis, if you will, but they go through the process and then it's been several years, that's okay. That to me is okay, Claudia. I have no problem with any of that. Where I have a problem is opening the border and saying, run, go into America, and let's suddenly have 10 million people who aren't checked. Even if it's a small percentage, that is disaster for America. I would hope you would agree with that, Claudia. What What are your thoughts on that? Well, I didn't know that I, I couldn't talk, but now I'm happy to talk. Is that we don't know that And I'm happy to listen, so go ahead. These people could be fleeing a dire emergency situation. And so even though I realize that the message on the Statue of Liberty isn't law, isn't, you know, literally law, but I feel that, and you, your parents are, you know, admirers of that, I feel that we should err on the side of giving people that are fleeing some dictatorial or horrible regime. There, by the way, by the way, I, I'm all for expediting vetting, Claudia. I And I agree with you. If somebody can prove that they're going through like extraordinary, like you just said, like a, a persecution and horrible situations, I am all for that because I do think the process takes way too long uh, for people that really genuinely deserve uh, status. By the way, uh, our allies in Afghanistan, many of them can't get into this country. Did you know that? The people that have literally put their lives on the line, many of them have been executed by the Taliban while they're waiting to get a visa to America. But yet you go through the southern border and you come right in. How is that fair? I think there's a lot of politics involved. And I, I don't know. I'm not an expert on that. But if you recently saw that Biden made some deal with the Taliban, to get some people released. So I think there's 
other political complexities. Actually, 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 he didn't do a deal with the Taliban, but he might as well have. He did a deal with the Iranians, and uh, they're pretty much the same. Claudia, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, as I said, I don't know the complexities, but I don't know why um, everybody can't come in that need to come in. But I feel that these you people, for whatever reason, that Claudia, chosen, Claudia, you are talking about a free for all. Claudia, you're talking about a free for all in America. There is no country on earth that would say everybody just stampede in and and we'll give you everything and good luck. Don't worry about everybody else. That's basically what we're doing. Do you realize we're at the U.N.? There's, you know, we're near the U.N., all right? I've had liberal leaders, some of the most liberal leaders in the world this week, come over to me and say, what the heck is going on with your country? We don't even do it in our country. We would never allow all these people to just suddenly extemporaneously storm the border, come in. Uh, who knows where they go? We never check them. We never vet them. 99% of them never come back to court. You give them a court date for 10 years. That's unconscionable. I agree. We got to speed up the process, but you got to vet them. I mean, this is that, that's ludicrous. And, uh, you know, the Statue of Liberty, if she were alive, she'd be weeping knowing what's going on because this was not what was the intention of what was written on there. It was give us, oh, be welcoming, be helping, be doing all this, uh, but don't be uh, stupid. And that's what we're doing. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Claudia, thank you. Great call. Very interesting. Uh, let's go to Glenn in Howard Beach. Go ahead, Glenn. Give me some uh, illumination after that one. Well, Rita, this is what I have to say. I have a comment and then a question. Do uh, you ever hear of Allison Steele? She was called the Nightbird. She yeah. was a DJ. Yes, on yes, one of yes. The rock yes. Okay, you know what your name is? You're nope. the nightingale. Isn't that one of your favorite birds? Oh, thank you very much. Okay, thank you. Like Florence? Any relation to Florence? <laughs> uh, but I don't know. I, I thought I heard you one day say your favorite bird was a nightingale, but maybe maybe I got that wrong. You but know, actually, you know what? Point- Somebody else said that, and I said, I love that bird. So you are, you, you are Glenn, you are spot on. Go ahead. You're right. Uh, my question is, it's, it's stupid. It's stupid, but do you think that, um, Biden is doing all this with the uh, immigration and all this other nonsense that he knows he doesn't have a chance against Trump. And he's putting all these people in knowing he's not going to win. And if Trump wins, Trump's going to have an uphill climb with all this crap that's coming in here. And he might not succeed, uh, you know, in getting all these illegals out of here and make them look bad. Oh, that's, that's an interesting, you know, you know, you have, that's an interesting twist, Glenn, because I believe that I actually think at some point he's given them this temporary protected status, um, 400,000. That's a lot. The last election really came down to it was somewhere between 20 to 40,000 votes uh, across the country. So think about the impact. I actually firmly believe the opposite. I think one day we are going to say, hey, by the way, um, you know, all those people that we gave temporary status to, we're going to make them now eligible to vote. Oh, my God, what a surprise. There's an election uh, two months from now, you know, kind of thing. You know, I'm waiting for that to happen, like some blanket, you know, not only in municipal elections, but actually in federal elections somehow. Obviously, uh, it is completely inappropriate. Maybe he tries to cut some deal. We'll close the border. We'll do this as long as you can allow X amount here to vote. 
I just think he's there's some sort of uh, deal in the works, and God help America, because if that happens, that is what so many people, Glenn, have said all along, uh, like Ken Cuccinelli, who used to be head of Homeland Security. And I remember him saying this to me. It was like two years ago or three years ago, right when Biden took over and opened the board. And I thought, oh, that's crazy. Now I think it's actually spot on. So I actually think the opposite, that they're hoping the beginning of your point that Biden isn't so strong, that this may be the way to get him some votes suddenly. You know, suddenly all these people, because guess who they're going to vote for? The person who let them in the country for free and has taken care of them. And guess who they're going to, like, tell their friends to come on in, too? Hey, come on in. And you should keep voting for these people because then we can all keep coming in. Uh, so that what a scary, sad situation. It's called uh, buying the vote, I guess, if you will, uh, in a very creative way. And I think in a very dangerous way, getting back to the open border issue, too, and the security issues uh, that I think will plague us for generations to come. Uh, but really interesting, Glenn. Maybe he wants to cause a chaos, you know, chaos for Trump. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222, and you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial. LLC, member SIPC. The Rita Cosby Show. talking about the fact that this just came in a little bit ago with the sweep of a pen. President Biden has now granted temporary protected status to about half a million Venezuelan migrants, giving them legal status and the ability to work immediately in the United States. This as a big train Literally, a packed train of migrants just crossed over from Venezuela, went through Mexico, and guess what? Now it's in El Paso, which declared a state of emergency a few hours ago. This is a mess. And earlier this week, New York City Mayor Eric Adams said, boy, you know, we have to figure something out. So he's probably happy tonight, but Americans should not be. Take a listen. This is cut 29. New Yorkers are frustrated. New Yorkers are really concerned. Uh, and even the migrants are, are really concerned. We are both stating that this crisis should be de- dealt with in a manner where the national government uh, carries out the role that it's supposed to. It should not be left on the backs of New York City res- residents. And even though President Biden didn't meet with him, he met with Governor Kathy Hochul, All along, President uh, Biden has been on the same page in terms of the work issue with Eric Adams and the governor, because the mayor, even though he's unhappy with the president, he's been saying, let's hurry up and get them to work. Let's hurry up. Let's hurry up. Uh, As if that's going to somehow it'll take them off maybe some of the New York payroll. 
but they're still going to keep on coming. The more of them are going to come if you say we're going to let you work. This is the wrong strategy. This is terrible. But here is what the mayor also has been shouting to the rooftops. Well, I have not been uh, quiet or secretive or uh, private about what I feel we should be doing. We need a decompression strategy. We need to properly fund uh, this national crisis by calling a state of emergency is one way of doing so. And we need to allow the asylum seekers to work. Uh, I believe whomever's here in this country should have the right to work so they can pay into our tax base. And this is wrong for New York City residents to have to pick up a $2 billion thus far, $5 billion of this fiscal year, and $12 billion are going to have to be found somewhere uh, in the next uh, budgetary cycle. You know what, Mr. Mayor? Yeah, I am worried about money, but I'm also worried about safety. And this has just thrown safety to the wolves. You have incentivized all these people to now come more to New York and other cities. And guess what? They're not going to, they can't vet them after a a court date in in, uh, eight years from now. You think they're going to vet them if they're allowing them to work uh, as an Uber driver or as a a delivery person? Guess what? That ain't going to happen. And not only are they now more incentivized to stay, now they are going to be traveling and dealing with a lot of different people and not vetted. Let's real quick go to Chris in Pennsylvania. Chris, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. Thank you for having me on your call. Um, I'm, I'm an immigrant as well, but I came to this country legally with my parents and I worked my way through. These people are so stupid. It's like, what are they doing? I agree. By the way, uh, Chris, I agree. And it's incentivizing bad behavior. And the folks, great folks like you, it's minimizing the hard work you did. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This hour on the Rita Cosby Show, we are going to be talking about what I only describe as a grilling, basting, searing, and skewering of Merrick Garland, the Attorney General of the United States. After what I saw today, he either needs to be impeached or he needs to resign because he is either incapable of leadership, he was so pathetic when he was grilled today by House GOP in the Judiciary Committee, or he is lying to the American public. And either one is not good if you are the top law enforcement officer of the United States. I've covered many a hearing. I have watched many a hearing. And what I saw today was pathetic. It was evasive. And it was just downright uh, disconcerting. That's a nice way. I'm putting it mildly. It was troubling to see what is going on with the Department of Justice. It was so pathetic. He couldn't even answer a basic question. They were like, ah, you know, Mr. Attorney General, uh, wouldn't you think it's not appropriate if somebody hasn't been vetted and they have a gun? Don't you think maybe that's not a good idea? Um, I can't really, uh, I don't really know. Then he was asked, 
Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Attorney General, if there is a rise in crime, don't you think that's a bad thing? Well, I can't really. What if somebody got a gun and they put it in a dumpster? Obviously, they're talking about Hunter Biden. And he's like, well, uh, 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 uh. it was the most painful thing I have ever seen. And this man, if he had any reputation, uh, he went with his tail between his legs today. He crumbled like uh, like a little cookie. I mean, it was so bad and it was so painful and it was so blatant that he has become such a politically divided attorney general. He kept saying, oh, no, no, no. Um, uh, no one ever told me uh, to go after, you know, this, to go after Trump. I never talked to anybody. I can't really recall, though, if I ever talked to anybody about that Hunter Biden case. Give me a break. If you spoke to somebody else. About it, like the FBI director, which is what the big allegation is. Don't you think you would remember? And the answer is yes, yes, and yes. But for some reason, uh, he had amnesia. It must have been about 500 times. It was the most pathetic display for somebody who, again, is supposed to be defending our laws at the highest level. Here's a little bit of a taste. This is Congressman Troy Nels. This is cut 20. And listen to this background, because first, of course, uh, Jerry Nadler comes in and, and says, oh, this is all politics, you know, and, and so Nels replies to Nadler and then goes after Garland. This is just a little taste of what Garland, who uh, has any sense of a reputation, he should leave office today. Take a listen. I have documents here. Interagency Policy Committee dated a point of information. Is the gentleman ever going to let the I'm on my time pipe down saying Shokin had made significant reforms. Texas. He's made significant reforms, Shokin did. Matter of fact, John Kerry says he was impressive. And you know, within a few months after Shokin was fired, they appoint a prosecutor that said, we're not going to look in the Burisma anymore. Cancel that. Forget it. We're not looking in the Burisma. Boom. Here comes the million dollars. Joe Biden threatened the Ukrainian president and the prime minister. Everybody can see it. The fire Shokin or the United States won't give the billion dollars. If that is not quid pro quo, sir, what is? I will tell you what it is, and America agrees with me. It's bribery, and it's impeachable. Are you going to do something about it? I bet you not, and that's why you, sir, also need to be impeached. I would say it's a bad day for Merrick Garland. He probably had the worst day of his life because it went on and on and on, and I say deservedly so. This attorney general, in my entire time covering Washington and politics, I have never felt that the attorney general was such an arm of the government and such a blatant as they were walking through just what was happening with the posting and going in the targeting of like Catholics uh, during COVID. Remember, they were going after the priests. Uh, What about the parents calling them, quote, domestic terrorists because they were questioning school boards that were teaching like CRT or woke politics or transgender stuff to their kids? Suddenly they were labeled as the bad guy, the parents, Right. So you've got all of that. And then you have the fact that, you know, Kavanaugh, there's an assassin who shows up at his house. Garland does nothing. Suddenly there's a few protesters outside of his side, Sonia Sotomayor's, and he says something. And then the sweetheart deal with Hunter Biden and the whole uh, plea deal that fell apart. And then he appoints David Weiss, who has clearly been tainted in this investigation. The list goes on and on and on. And Garland just seemed like. It was like he wasn't expecting these questions. I mean, 
first of all, he surely should have expected these questions. And he just looked blindsided. He looked like a deer in headlights. And he looked like, Mommy, can I go home? Oh, Here is Jim Jordan going after Garland. Listen to this exchange. Quote, Mr. Weiss has full authority to bring cases in other jurisdictions if he feels it's necessary. That was your response, Attorney General, to Senator Grassley's question on March 1st, 2023. You just referenced it when Mr. Bishop was questioning you. Only problem is he'd already been turned down by the U.S. Attorney in the District of Columbia, Mr. Graves. So he didn't have full authority, did he? I had an extended conversation with uh, Senator Grassley at the time. We briefly touched on the Section 515 question and how that process went. Um, I've never been suggested. My point's real simple, Mr. Garland. You said he had complete authority, but he'd already been turned down. He wanted to bring an action in the District of Columbia, and the U.S. Attorney there said, no, you can't. And then you go tell the United States Senate under oath that he has complete authority. I'm going to say again that uh, no one had the authority to turn him down. They could refuse uh, to partner with him. They could not. You can use whatever language refuse to partner is turning down. Well, it's not the same under a well-known Justice Department practice. It was like, uh, 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 I had no answer. I have never seen somebody like him and Haw and everything else. I want to play another one just because it's so good. Um, Let's do number cut nine. This is Merrick Garland, the attorney general, getting seared uh, by Congressman Jeff Van Drew. Attorney General, I need a simple yes or no to yes or no, because we don't have much time. Do you agree that traditional Catholics are violent extremists? Yes or no? Let me answer what you've said in that long list of... of, I'll be happy to answer all of those. Attorney General, I control the time. I'm going to ask you to answer the questions I ask. You controlled time by asking me a substantial number of things. I I didn't ask you those things. I I made a statement. Attorney General... Through the chair, I ask you, do you agree that traditional Catholics are violent extremists? Answer I have no question. idea what, your, what the traditional uh, means here. Catholics that go to church. May I answer your question? Yes The idea no. that someone with my family background would discriminate against any religion is so outrageous, Mr. so absurd. Mr. Attorney General, it was your FBI your that did this. It was your FBI that was sending, and we have the memos, we have the emails, we're sending undercover agents into Catholic churches. Both I and the director this of the is, FBI the, have said director that we were appalled have said that we were appalled by that memo. So then you agree the that FBI, they're not extremists? We were appalled by that memo. Are they extremists or not, Attorney General? I think that are they extremists or not, Attorney General? Everything in that memo is are they extremists or not? I'm asking a simple question. Say no if you think that was wrong. Catholics are not extremists. No. Was anyone fired for drafting and circulating the anti-Catholic memo? You have in front of you the inspection uh, divisions investigation. Tell me yes or no, please. I don't know. You have no time. I don't know the answer to that. Could you believe? Is it targeting parents? Isn't that? Wrong. Uh, 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 It took two minutes. It was painful. And then he played this. Listen to this. This is the Attorney General of the United States who has no problem going after parents, uh, allowing churches to be targeted. Uh, Everybody who sneezed on January 6th, they've been targeted. Even if you weren't even there, you've been charged. Uh, But boy, if you go after him, I'm going to start crying. And listen to this. This to me. He kept going back to this. 
And listen, I have a soft spot for families, obviously, who escaped the Holocaust. It is unconscionable, clearly, the Holocaust. But he kept going back to this like a little baby. Take a listen. The Justice Department's job then and now is to fulfill the promise that it is at the foundation of our democracy, that the law will treat each of us alike. That promise is also why I am here. My family fled religious persecution in Eastern Europe at the start of the 20th century. My grandmother was one of five children, born in what is now Belarus, made it to the United States, as did two of her siblings. The other two did not. Those two were killed in the Holocaust. And there is little doubt that but for America, the same thing would have happened to my grandmother. But this country took her in and under the protection of our laws. She was able to live without fear of persecution. That protection is what distinguishes this country from so many others. The protection of law, the rule of law, is the foundation of our system of government. Repaying this country for the debt my family owes for our very lives has been the focus of my entire professional career. And by the way, he did have a pretty good career up until this moment, up until the last few years where I think he actually has sold his soul to the Biden administration. This was a guy who almost was the Supreme Court justice. Thank God he didn't make it to the highest bench because he couldn't handle a searing from the GOP today. He started to weep. Uh, and then, in addition to all of that, uh, he was not ready for prime time. He's ill-equipped. I think he is lying under oath, and I think he should be removed or he should resign. It was one of the most pathetic displays of someone who is in one of the most senior positions. And the list went on and on and on. And it was inconceivable. I don't know anything. I don't know nothing. I don't know this. Oh, no, I can't remember if I spoke to someone. You know darn well if you spoke to the chief of the FBI the head of the FBI, about the case. Oh, I can't recall. Uh, It was so evasive and so disheartening. And what it says to me is this man has become a political beast, and I think his reputation is in shambles tonight. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. We've been talking about the border, too, and one of the things he was asked about was, why are you letting the border wide open? Why do you continue to allow it as somebody who is enforcing the law? And then suddenly it was like, you know what? It would just take me too long to explain that. That was his answer. And then he said, could I have a bathroom break, mommy? It was the most painful moment. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. J.C. in Pennsylvania, your thoughts, my friend. Go ahead, J.C. I'm going to run down a whole bunch of things real quick. So first of all, like Mark Levin says, meritless calling. That's what he calls him. He's he's a weasel. He has no backbone. He is a weasel. And it seems like the Democrats, they all own each other. So they, they've sold out, okay? Biden, what is the length he have on Biden that he keeps giving him money? What is what is what is the what do they have on Garland that he just sold himself out? 
as far as the board is concerned, look, and these Venezuelans, the Democratic Party, the party that always complains about this discrimination and racial injustice, okay? So that's reverse racial injustice. They're all, they're giving this, this uh, what do you call it, just to the Venezuelans? Okay, that's totally inequality right there. Okay, so why don't the Republicans, why don't they go after Bob Biden? Why don't they impeach uh, uh, Mayorkas? Why aren't the, the Republican governors just saying on the border, just saying no to the federal government? Why aren't they enlisting the National Guard? These people are not asylum seekers. They're invasion. They've come. They're illegal. Okay? They're invading the United States, which means that Biden should be impeached for treason. All these people should go down. Okay? As far as but, but you know what the problem is, JC? And, and listen, I think you, your comments have a lot of merit. The problem is in the House, yes, there is uh, a majority of Republicans, but it's only four seats. It's so narrow. I mean, it's not a lot. And then in the Senate, of course, it is Democratic led. So you might be able to impeach in the House narrowly, if that. Uh, but then you're going to send it to the Senate. They're not going to be able to remove them because it's Democrat. They're just going to go, forget it, or do a vote, and it's not going to go anywhere. But I do still think there's merit to them technically being impeached, if it warrants it. I'm not for, like, you know, spot impeachment like Nancy Pelosi did. It was like, oh, is it Wednesday? Oh, I'll impeach. Um, I'm not for that. But I think if it merits it, and certainly uh, I think especially Mallorca's top of the list, I agree. After today, this guy, uh, Garland, was pathetic. I don't think I've ever seen a more pathetic public official who at one point was kind of an esteemed judge. And I think he has sold his soul and it was transparent. I think he went home and said, uh, you know, this is not the business for me. Uh, I, I've sold my soul to this country because it was so transparent uh, to this presidency, I should say, not to the country, because it is so transparent, the contrast of how he has handled Republicans and Democrats and the Biden administration vis-a-vis the Trump administration. It, it was it was it was just on such full display today. And the guy is clearly not capable. And also, I think, being dishonest. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And the big news again tonight that President Biden has just announced he's going to grant temporary legal status to half a million Venezuelan migrants. That also means that they will get expedited work authorizations so they will be able to vote, uh, cutting the wait time to 30 days. They can't even vet people after 10 years. They don't even vet them, period. And now they're saying 30 days. And uh, in the middle of all this, Eric Adams hasn't been able to meet with the president. Here is what he said a few hours ago. Well, I believe the president is still here. I think there's still an opportunity uh, for him to uh, look at the Roosevelt Hotel like the Hispanic congressional delegation did several days ago. They walked away what I believe is a new admiration of what this administration has done. I really take my hat off to the hardworking civil servants who have been working a double time to address this real crisis. 
Well, the crisis is just given a green light. Come on in. Now you can get expedited status. Half a million people. This is nuts. He is incentivizing more to come. Uh, let's go to Norm, who's out at the rally tonight in Staten Island. Uh, go ahead, Norm. Anybody arrested yes. tonight? <laughs> no, no. I, I don't think anybody tonight got arrested. Yesterday, well, I don't know. I left I left a little before 9 p.m., so it's quite possible somebody got arrested after that. But um, it was probably, I don't know, 700 people there, 500 to 700, somewhere in that neighborhood. Um, Curtis was there in rare form uh, with the... Uh, how many grandmothers? Uh, How many grandmothers were there? Oh, there's a lot. There's lots of grandmothers because I I think the majority of the people there were locals from Staten Island. I mean, there were a couple of people from Brooklyn here and there, a couple of people from maybe the city, and but uh, mostly mostly locals. And uh, and what were, like now? What's did you happening. let me ask you? Were you surrounding the buses again? Because there was last night. It was surrounding a migrant bus. So, you know what? They didn't. They did not. I didn't see any buses today. They, you know, I think I think that's uh, I think they're going to make a move during Yom Kippur. That's when I think they're going to make a move because they make a move. They they make a move. They made a move on the Jewish holiday. They make they make a move when they think that you know people are 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 looking away. That's very interesting. Uh, but they seem to keep coming, Norm. And now a whole bunch of them are legal. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, where we get to honor our military and their families. A really powerful story coming from Meridian Idaho, where high school football players held American flags high on the unusually still and quiet field during military night, and it happened last Friday. 93-year-old Joseph Kanensik stood at the 50-yard line to toss the coin. I love that. 30, uh, 93 years old. And he determined, of course, which team would receive the opening kickoff. The veteran enlisted, by the way, when he was just 16 years old, but was caught and received a minority discharge. Yet there was not enough uh, to keep him away from serving in the war. And he reenlisted again at the age of 17 in the United States Army Air Corps. And he served for six years, four years after his discharge post. World War II, and he re-enlisted again, and at this time with the Air Force. He served for over 10 years and was officially discharged uh, soon after that. Well, of course, uh, he received many awards during the course of his career, including three bronze oak leaf clusters. He says that the prize of his life, though, however, is his wife, his 82-year-old wife, He says, I look at her every day and find inspiration. Well, certainly, of course, these young people, I love that at this great high school football game, they certainly got inspiration from him. Bravo to this great veteran, 93 years old, standing there on the 50-yard line and, of course, standing for America's freedom. 
in the war. We greatly appreciate your service and that of all veterans. And of course, because I love the veterans, I'm so happy to be a part of the Tunnel to Towers Foundation Walk Run. It is the big event that they do every year. And it's coming up, everybody, this Sunday, September 24th. And all of us here at the Red Apple Audio Network are encouraging all of you to donate to our teams. So what you can do is go to walk.ritacosbyonline.com, click on my picture, and all you got to do is donate. Help me raise the most money here at the network for the amazing Tunnel to Towers Foundation Walk Run. It's an annual event, and it's one of their biggest fundraisers. It's a way that we can all never forget those that helped America's heroes. And the Tunnel to Towers Foundation is so near and dear and special to my heart. So let's raise lots of money, everybody, for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation to help our veterans, our first responders, and, of course, 9-11 victims. This organization does so much giving the mortgage-free homes and so much more. I love them. I love Frank Siller, who founded the organization honoring his heroic brother, Stephen Siller. It's a chance to shine a light on America's great heroes, especially as we just passed, of course, the 9-11 anniversary. Walk.RitaCosbyOnline.com. Click on my picture and help this incredible, incredible organization that I know all of you love as much as I do. Well, I also love honesty, and I didn't see a lot of honesty when I saw Merrick Garland testify on Capitol Hill. He was there before the House Judiciary Committee, and also the hearing really epitomized just how divided America is right now. And here you see the Democrats saying, what problems with justice? What politics within the DOJ? This is all about Trump, Trump, Trump. It was all Orange man bad, everybody else is good. And they couldn't even conceive that this guy was political. They probably thought he was a shining star. But if you look at his testimony, I think any reasonable person, forget the politics, just looking at it, the guy was a disaster. Garland was horrible. He crumbled, he fumbled, he bumbled. He was evasive on answers. He couldn't even give a basic yes or no answer. They kept kind of coming at him. The GOP members of Congress saying, you know, wouldn't it be not a good thing if somebody has an illegal gun and it gets thrown in a dumpster? Oh, I can't answer that. Isn't it bad if crime is rising? Oh, I can't answer that. Isn't it bad that today is Wednesday? Oh, I don't know what day it is. Uh, what, isn't it bad uh, that the sky is blue? Oh, I can't answer that. It was really painful. It was so transparent that this guy has become such a political animal and so scared to answer even the most basic question. And when he was asked, I thought probably the most pivotal question of all, did you talk to the FBI about the Hunter Biden case, about the charges? Did you talk to other individuals? Uh, Did somebody tell you? to play a role in doing this. Some of them, he said no, which was hard to believe. But in the case of talking to the FBI about the Hunter Biden case, he was like, you know, I can't recollect when somebody says that, that is lawyer speak for, I shouldn't answer that. And that to me is extremely troubling. And when he was asked about criminal, you know, going after the parents, calling them domestic terrorists, going after churches, it was like, Um, You know, I can't really answer if that's good or bad. 
it took like 300 times. Yes or no? Yes or no? Yes or no? Uh, well, yes, I guess. Uh, or no, I mean, you know, it was one of those like he couldn't like see straight. It was painful. He was ill-equipped. And he seemed also illogical and unbelievable. And all of that sets a bad standard. This guy has got to go. He was a disaster. What are your thoughts, everybody? It's one 800 848 Here is one of the most pivotal exchanges. Here is Congressman Matt Gates of Florida asking Garland a whole bunch of questions. Listen to this back and forth. Do you know about the money that moved through Rob Walker's shell companies, yes or no? As I have said repeatedly, I have left these matters to Mr. Weiss. I've not intruded. I've not interfered. I've not tried to find out what he knows. It's like you're looking the other way on purpose because everybody knows this stuff's happening. And you know what? People don't pay bribes to not get something in return. Right. The the China initiative resulted in the convictions of a Harvard professor, of someone at Monsanto. So we were working against the Chinese. They paid the Bidens. And now now you're sitting here telling me that North Korea is the big threat. And he also alluded to, you know, I can't really answer a whole bunch of questions on the border. I can't really answer this. I can't answer that. I'm not really sure. I can't recollect. Um, we have always stood for law and order. And then they went through the list and he was like, uh, 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 it was, it was, it was pathetic. It was downright pathetic. And this to me is the most unbelievable answer. I think of all, if anybody thinks that he's not hiding something after this one, uh, I got a bridge to sell you in Brooklyn. Here it is. This is Garland being questioned about if he remembers talking to the FBI director, I would think if you talk to the FBI director about your boss, President Biden, his son, right, uh, that's a big deal. You know, uh, look, there could be charges coming or something. You're going after your boss's son and you're going to be speaking to your FBI director. You would think you'd remember the conversation. What he has so many cases, he can't remember anything tied to the boss's son. That is unbelievable. That is a lie. Listen to this. Have you had personal contact with anyone at FBI headquarters about the Hunter Biden investigation? Uh, don't re- I, don't, I don't recollect the answer to that question, but the FBI works for the Justice Department. It's, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You don't, recollect, you don't recollect whether you've talked with anybody at FBI headquarters about an investigation of the president's son? I, I don't believe that I did. I promised the Senate when I came um, before it for confirmation that I would leave Mr. Weiss in place and that I would not interfere with his investigation. Okay, did you ever? I have kept that promise. All right. That, to me, was the longest, I'm not sure. That was, that was just... Uh, 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 you need to be impeached. 1-800-848-9222. Uh, let us go to Tony. Line 8. Tony, your thoughts. This was so bad today. Hi, Rita Cosby. You know, I watched it, and I have to tell you, I always have two people that are my favorite people, my new celebrity people. And, of course, Congressman Troy Nels, who was my favorite, Played your video of Joe Biden saying you better you better you better get rid of the 
uh, special counsel, special prosecutor, and the Burisma. Otherwise, you're not going to get your money. So he played it, and I loved it. He played the he played it and says this is this is who your president is. Yeah, and so that and like, that epitomizes the pay for play because everybody said, okay, is. what was the action to to Matt yeah. Gates's point? You don't get all this money, and you don't <laughs> expect anything in return. That was a great moment. And and what was your other favorite moment? So that was the quid quo pro quo. And then my second favorite was, of course, Congresswoman Sparks, who's amazing. She was all over uh, Twitter today because she actually said to him, you are criminalizing all the people in America and you are making everybody afraid of you. All the Americans are afraid that they're going to get arrested like you did to all the January 6th people. And yet you are slow walking people like um uh, Hunter Biden, and of course, um, you know, and she named other people that he worked on that he just did nothing for. And she said, "You, you know, you ought to be impeached." And she said to him, "You are just, you should, you should try to play it at some point." She was well, amazing. you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to play it right now, Tony, because that's one of my favorite twos. <laughs> Hang with us, okay, Tony? Here is Congresswoman Victoria Sparks going after it. One of mine and Tony's favorites. And this is a big problem when people are afraid of their own government. And I'll share some other things. We're talking about justice system. I don't question, you're probably not a bad person. I don't know you, but what I'll tell you, you're in charge of the department. And people right now feel, you know, I look at Durham report and I call on the FISA violations of queries of millions of Americans, right? It's like KGB, but when I read Durham reports, we have this, you have a nice, you know, playbook. First, let's have a special counsel, and then you don't have to answer any questions here. Then, let's extend slow walk investigation on Hillary Clinton, on Hunter. Everything is slow walk. We were very quick on Donald Trump, but you were very slow walk. Then, by the time, you know, that investigation and its statute of limitation expired, and all of your agents need to be tested for amnesia. No one recalls anything. Okay, you probably should have as part of your hiring policy. So no one held accountable, which was egregious what happened, you know, in that report. When I read about them, I can't believe it happened in the United States of America. I love that. Uh, They need to have amnesia on their resume, their job resume. Tony, she was great, right? She was great. And you know what she really hit home with? Honestly, Rita, American people, everybody is feeling like this is the KGB country. We didn't we didn't we don't know this country anymore. You see, we don't know who they are. And yet we paid the budget for them to run this country and run us to the ground when when Congress approved that budget last year. And so now, like you said, we have no we have nobody to help us. But those people should not be paid to run us to the ground another year because look how much they got paid to do what they did to us this year. And and, and you know what, Tony, I fear the overreach that we've already seen. Um, yeah. How much worse can it get? I mean, I, it's like, can the country handle another year of overreach? It's, it is, and they sit there and say, you know, oh, what, what open border? Uh, what favoritism? Uh, what this? What that? It, the, it's just the, it goes on and on and on where it becomes just so partisan. And that, it saddens me because that is not supposed to be a partisan position, it but boy, that. have they made yeah. it. Tony, I'm glad you asked it. me to, uh, to do, uh, Victoria Sparks. Because she yeah. is so great. Tony, you're terrific. Thank you. Let's go to Stan. Uh, line seven. Stan, wasn't he just bumbly, fumbly, lousy? What the hell did that woman say? I couldn't understand one word she said. Uh, you know That's what? She was Tony, speaking the, English. Uh, 
Woman, she was speaking English, Stan. I couldn't understand. You know what, Stan? Maybe you're not aware, but she's no, from I'm Ukraine. Aware. She's I'm from aware. Ukraine. I'm aware of the garbage. She's I'm from, aware of she's from yeah. Ukraine, and I'm guess aware. what? Yeah, she's like, yeah, you know Rita. what? Give me, uh, give me your line now, Rita. I don't think I, I want to live in a communist country like a Garland land. Yeah, give me a break. Yeah, Rita. Yeah, let's hear what you got, Stan. I love you. Let's hear what you got. Rita, I got nothing. It's a waste of time. Bye. Oh, okay, good. Because guess what? Wow. You know what? Uh, I guess Stan, for some reason, what he was going to say that I guess uh, this was like, uh, you know, Houdini. That I guess, uh, Stan, you are a chicken little. You just can't handle heat, baby. Wow. I always thought Stan had like a little bit of a backbone. But he's like, maybe he's taking ballet lessons. Maybe that's what's going on. Or tiptoeing somewhere. Anyway, uh, let's go to Dave. Dave, what did you think of Stan? Stan was short and sweet. At least that was refreshing. Go ahead, Stan. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Dave. Yes, uh, unfortunately, you know, I mean, and Stan and I think like Claudia, I mean, they listen to the, as I mentioned earlier, the Chinese financial affiliate news media who don't tell you what's going on. They just tell you what you're supposed to believe. And they want to turn you into an emotional thinker instead of a critical thinker. And I think. I think he missed the, the lesson of, of uh, you know, dialogue. Like with both sides. Yeah. I think you missed that day of classes. Well, you know, the, thing, the sad thing about it is, you know, uh, Merrick Garland and the Democrat Party know that, yeah, it looks bad. But you know what? They got the majority of the mainstream media on their side will minimize this. It'll never get the light air attention that it should from the electorate. And you just have very uninformed that your audience knows and are, are outraged. And it is outraged. It's pathetic. But then again, remember Hillary Clinton, her testimony in Congress when it came to investigating her illegal actions on destroying evidence on her illegal servers. Nothing ever happened about that. So they're getting accustomed and used to that. This, hey, you know what? We have a, They have enough control of the, the electorate that they can get away with this stuff because it's not. It's, it never turns into anything materialistically, politically damning. I mean, back 30, 40 years ago, you would, you'd be one hearing like that, and you'd be damned, be condemned because you'd be called out for the pathetic person you, and corrupt person or politician that you are. No, but you know, you know, happening. Dave, you, you I think you're right, because it's sad, although maybe I still remain an optimist, depending where the evidence goes. Uh, I mean, I will say just looking at Merrick Garland and I don't think I, I think I've met him a few times but very quickly. I don't really know Merrick Garland, but I know of his reputation. He, he worked, by the way, on the um, Oklahoma City bombing case um, and he's done some, you know, some good work through the years. Um, and and had a decent reputation. He looked to me like a broken man today. Like I've never seen that. Like almost to the point where you know, usually people put on a facade or they have some answer. He just looked like a man saying, "What the heck have I done to my career and my life?" Uh, because these a lot of these Republicans are right what they're saying about the you know the Department of Justice. And I'm told by my boss basically I got to shut my mouth. He just that's how he looked to me. That's what I believe. I don't know. But that's what I believe. It just looked he looked like a like a man, uh, you know, <laughs> on a sinking ship uh, trying to grab a lifeline somewhere. And he's going to go home and eat a whole bunch of like chocolate cookies or something like that, you know, <laughs> and have a couple of stiff drinks because, boy, he's going to need it after today. one 800 1-800-848-9222. And we'll continue your calls after the break. The Rita Cosby Show.
speaking of special treatment, Hunter Biden had wanted to do his arraignment, which is scheduled, I believe it's October 3rd. He wanted his arraignment on the gun charge to be remotely. He wanted to stay in Malibu and do it via Zoom. And I think he was expecting it. And tonight, a judge has come down and said, no, 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 no. We will not allow you to do an arraignment remotely. You will have to do it in person. So Hunter Biden, suddenly uh, the gig is up, how you say it, because guess what's happening? Now suddenly a judge is saying, we can't do anything different for you than we've done for other people. Look, they paraded the former president of the United States into a Georgia courtroom, and you're going to have to do the same thing. You're going to have to show up like everybody else. This is a felony. So Hunter Biden is not going to be able to, you know, dodge and weave. There's also reports out there that there may be a mugshot already of Hunter Biden. Uh, So that would be interesting. And there may be another one when he has to be arraigned on October 3rd. So uh, the plot is thickening. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Steve in Brooklyn, line five. Steve, your thoughts. um, That's Stan. He is a whining, bratty kid. Someone should have spanked him long ago. (laughs) Yeah, well, I think I spanked him tonight, Steve. Uh, He didn't like to he didn't like to hear it. (laughs) I know. Um, Back to Merrick Garland and Joe Biden. I think they're both guilty of treason. In any other era, it would have been said that way. And what pains me the most is that Joe Biden was elected by more or less half the population of the United States, give or take a, a percent or two. And what is going on in the minds of our fellow Americans? Now, this reminds me, I told you once about the bird that has two wings. Yeah, go ahead real quick, Steve, real quick. And there's a connecting tube. It's as though our birthday. Well, you know what? Uh, I hope that Garland and others fly away. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.